0: In each episode, I share actionable strategies that you can implement in your life, plus inspiration along the way. So come join me for this episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Today's episode is called How to Be a Badass and Command Respect. And this is an episode that I've wanted to do for a while because these types of skills are very important in certain areas of our lives, one of which can be in our career. And as if you've listened to my show before, you've heard me talk about one of my favorite books, No More Mr. Nice Guy. You may have heard the episode where I interviewed the author, Dr. Robert Glover. And in my own personal journey, Learning how to not be a people pleaser or a pushover has been extremely helpful and powerful for me in all areas of my life. It definitely helps in my career when I'm managing the expectations of clients or needing to choreograph a sales call or networking event and making sure to stay, have the certainty and stay in control of the situation. it helps with existing clients, for example, not letting them become the coach or try to control the calls. And at times it is very helpful in the context of friendships and relationships, being able to speak clearly, set boundaries, put your needs first. And I'm really excited for this because this episode, I'm specifically going to be giving you word for word lines that you can say And So I'm going to give you some different scenarios, some different life scenarios, and I'm going to tell you what most people say when apologizing unnecessarily and how to deal with these situations um, inappropriately at their own detriment, and then what you can say, which is a much more powerful, not necessarily aggressive approach that will get you what you want, command more respect, and get you the results that you care for in the end. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to share a little bit of personal updates on my side. So I'm recording this episode um, September 2020. So we're in the fall here. COVID situation still happening. Um, a lot of political issues happening. You guys know I don't really talk about that stuff. But I wanted to update you that I moved to California. I was living in... Brooklyn, when COVID hit, I got out of Manhattan and I moved into a place in Brooklyn. And the minute I got there and the minute I moved after living in Manhattan since 2012, it gave me the empowerment to say, wow, I can easily do this move again and I'm comfortable going somewhere further. So if you're wanting to do something in your life, making a change and there's fear in the way, maybe there's an opportunity for you to take a small step in that direction of whatever it is you want to do or accomplish and realize hey that's not so bad that's not as bad as i thought it would be and i just i hope that you all are trying to use this opportunity in this crazy time in the world to reflect, to think about what you want to do more long term, to make some positive changes that this situation in the world might actually help you with. For example, when I moved out to California just a couple weeks ago, it was a complete life game changer for me. I have outdoor spaces with sunlight. I live eight minutes from the beach. It's going to be beautiful year round. So. Think about what you want to do in your life, and maybe there's an opportunity and a window for you to do it now. Um, But let's get back to the main episode, which is how to be a badass and always command respect. So here's just the first situation that I want to share with you. It's called you are late. You were late or you took longer than you expected for a work deliverable, something of the nature of you took a little bit longer than the other person was expecting now here is how most people handle this situation they say sorry sorry for the delay and i'm not saying i'm not knocking the word sorry if you are out of line if you're repeatedly late if you are it's on you and it's your fault there's nothing wrong with saying sorry but If you've been listening to my show and watching my stuff on Instagram, you know that I hate that word, sorry, because it's so overused and people say it when they didn't do anything wrong and they're handing their power over and their respect over on a silver platter. And so I want you to try this on. And this would be good in the context of work specifically, where you're running a couple minutes late for a meeting because you're coming out of another meeting that you needed to stay till the end of, something of that nature. Instead of saying sorry, how about saying thank you for your patience? Now what you're doing there is you're acknowledging that you took a little bit longer, but you're also saying I know that you can deal with it and I know I don't have to sacrifice myself and my worth and lower myself on the totem pole by saying sorry. If you had set up a meeting with and these are some of the types of people that I coach in my practice, with say a professional athlete or a CEO of a company, and the CEO comes out, gets on, uh, gets into a meeting with you, or comes into a restaurant with you, and he looks you in the eye and says, "Hey, thanks for your patience." That to me commands much more respect than, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Even the way those words are sort of said, just the tonality there already has an implication. So that is one that I want you to start doing. Now, here's another one. And again, this is a good one for work, but not necessarily limited to the context of work. This is in any scenario where you have confidence in what you're doing. So, for example, you're in a meeting and you know what the answer is or you have a great idea or you're even coaching a client i'm a coach i have a client a lot of clients that are also coaches and it's really important to command because people are attracted to leaders someone who will lead with confidence and directness and firmness and so here's what a lot of people say especially in a team setting or in a group setting they say oh you know i think maybe we should do this I think this could work this might be a good idea versus how about next time in a situation like that you say it would be best if we and then you fill in your idea one thing that I've noticed from my clients and honestly my friends too is having the confidence to say it's best if we do this Saying to one of my clients, what you need to do is blank, not I think, maybe, not this could be, possibly, potentially a good idea. Let's do this and go execute on that and we'll see how that goes. That is what a boss says. An employee, someone lower down on the rung of the totem pole will suggest something with words like maybe and possibly and Oh, this could work. The boss says, it's best if we do blank. And what that conveys is that you know what you are doing. It conveys a level of certainty and confidence and belief in yourself. Next one. By the way, I'm not a huge fan of emails. I much prefer to call people up or get in person with people. But This is language that you can use when you're writing emails as well. So if you just see an email and it was a couple days past when maybe it would have been helpful to respond, you can say, John, thank you for your patience to answer your question, blah, blah, blah. Instead of John, sorry for the delay. You're right off the bat, first sentence of the email, you're cheapening yourself. Same thing in a client email. Hi, John. I think maybe we should try this versus John. It's best if we do this. You hear how different that is, how much more powerful the latter option is for you. <clears throat> That's what you want to go for. Now, here is another word that I hate. I hate the word sorry. And the other word that I really don't like is the word just. The word just kind of softens sentences, but it also, I think, cheapens yourself. I just wanted to check in. I'm just curious. I just was wondering if you had a second. I hate that word just. And so let's say you have an employee, someone you're managing, someone below you, something where you want to check in. Where are we on this? You can either say, hi john i just wanted to check in and see how things are going that is such a powerless line that's saying oh you know i'm i'm interested in where you are on it but no worries if uh if you haven't done it yet there's no consequences i'm just checking in i hate that word just versus john when can i expect an update or john where are we on this matter to me those second options are much more commanding and much more direct. And I think the problem that people have in speaking more directly and more openly is they're scared of being vulnerable. They say, I will never speak that directly and firmly. They call that being mean, even though it's not mean. And they call people-pleasing being nice. That's how they justify this behavior in their head. I don't want to be mean, I want to be nice." That's their story in their head. But what they're really saying is, I don't want to confront people directly with power because I'm afraid that people won't look up to me, or I'm afraid that people will get angry at me, or frustrated at me, or be mean to me. I'm afraid about being direct to people, so I will be powerless and cheap in myself Because even though I won't advance myself in my career, even though I won't make more money, even though I won't command more respect, even though I won't have a bigger mission, even though I won't have a bigger impact, influence, income, anything of that nature, at least I know I won't get hurt. It's safe. And that's what this whole thing is about. I can tell you all these lines and you can say, oh, Brendan, these are great lines. But for you to actually implement them, you need to stop telling yourself that – Behaving this way is a bad thing because it's not. People respect leaders. People respect those who are direct to them. Think about this in the dating context. So many men that I've coached string along these women that they're, it's just not a good fit. for. They're incompatible. They have different values. They want kids and their partner doesn't want kids or vice versa. And they're so scared they're called a bad ender. They're not able to end the relationship because they're so scared of hurting the woman. But I've spoken to so many women who have tremendous respect for a man who can say, hey, I really like you as a person. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you. But we have these fundamental incompatibilities. I want to live in Europe and you want to live here. Or I never want to have kids and you do. And so I'm going to wish you the best and set you free. And yes, the woman might have a stronger reaction to it. But in the end they will turn around and respect that man for doing that. And this is the same thing here. It's people might not like this new version of you in the short run, but they will get used to it. And you have to train people how to treat you. All right, let's do a few more here. One of my absolute favorites is when you're struggling with the wording of an email. Someone sends you a long, frustrating, challenging email. And you sit down and you're angry and overwhelmed by the situation and you write your response to them. And then you read it over and you say, oh, this is, I'm being too mean in response to this. And you delete it after writing for 10 minutes. And then you rewrite a new version of that email. And that takes 10 minutes. And then you read that email, and then you say, you know, this is way too soft. This person's just bossing me around, and I need to be a little firmer. And then you delete that. Now you've been rewriting emails for 40 minutes. Here's what you do any time you get a difficult email, a difficult situation, a frustrating message from someone. You say to them via email, John, it's better for us to discuss this in person. That's it. Or you say, John, call me. Or you just call them. That's actually my favorite thing to do. I had this situation happen to me recently. And it was something where I got the email. And in my head for 10 minutes, I was playing out. Oh, maybe I'll say this. No, maybe I should say that. No, maybe I should say this. No, maybe I should say that. And I was actually, I got it while I was on the road. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make a commitment to myself right now. I am not going to even think about any of this. And when I get home, and when I'm comfortable and I'm seated at my desk in the office in 30 minutes or now, or whenever I get home, I'm going to take out my phone and I'm going to call this person, and we're going to figure it out. And that's exactly what I did. So I had this difficult email. I had my mind racing and all these frustrations. And had I been home, I might have rewritten and written an email response for 20, 30, 40 minutes. But instead, I was out. And I said, I'm not going to think about this. I'm going to enjoy and be present with where I was at at the time, being out. And then when I got home, I picked up the phone. and I called the person. And they were so defensive and almost scared because they had written this email. And I had called them and confronted them. I have this term that I kind of joke around with, I call it being a keyboard warrior. There are a lot of people who have no problem being really nasty or passive aggressive or difficult on an email, but if you sit down on a chair and you look them in the eye face to face and you call them out on it, politely and kindly, not rudely, you will find your resolution very quickly and I doubt they will be as mean or however they were in that email in person with you. And so I called this person up. And before I even said a word, they said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you got my email, but I was just was thinking this and that. And, that. and they were so on the defensive. And I said, hey, don't worry about it. Let, we're on the phone now. Let's find a win-win situation together. And that person was kind and available and open. And we made it work. Five-minute call. So that is what you want to do in that situation. I'll do one more. I'll do one more for you, and I like this one a lot because everyone makes mistakes in life. And this is a really good one for work. And what you do is you make a small mistake. Let's say you're working on a project and you put in a 7 instead of a 6, or you put in yellow instead of red. Some problem that's not a big deal, a small error. And someone writes an email and they call you out on it. What most people do is they say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, that's my fault, I totally missed that. And I used to say that, that's how I used to write my emails and how I used to respond to getting called out. Here's what I say now. Good catch, here's the updated file. Thanks for letting me know. That's it, good catch. Here's the, here's the fixed version. Here's the updated version. Not, I'm sorry. Not, I can't believe I missed that. Not, what's wrong with me. Not, oh my goodness. Not, what will you, will, how many things do I need to do for you to forgive me? It's, ah, good catch. Atta- please see attached. It's updated. That's it. You're done. Making a mistake doesn't mean you have to get on your knees and beg for mercy. Making a mistake is part of being a human being. And that person, if they, you know, however they call you out, that's up to them. But they make mistakes too. Remember, we all make mistakes. So I want you to start implementing this type of language. Actually, I lied. I want to do one more because I'm just looking at my notes here and this thing drives me crazy. This is one more. I, when people say this to me, it's like they're devaluing themselves so hard right in front of me. And it's just such a pet peeve. Because I want people to be more empowered and believe in themselves more. Quick last one. You're trying to figure out if someone understands what you're saying. Someone will say, hopefully that makes sense, big question mark, versus let me know if you have any questions about that. That's pretty self-explanatory. I'll let you dig in and figure that one out. But this is how I want you to start communicating in your life to your boss, to your peers, to people around you. This type of language sounds small, but these tweaks can absolutely change your life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. If it's your first time here, please make sure to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or in Spotify. Also, please leave us a rating or written review. This helps others learn about the show and spread the word to new and more people. Lastly, if you're looking to take your personal life, business, or career to the next level and you want access to me as well as my community of like-minded people, head over to courses.brendonhburns.com and join us in Mastery Academy, my membership site that comes with online course content as well as live coaching calls every two weeks hosted by me personally. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.